Welcome to this week's episode of Spiritual Hustle. I'm Anthony Filipovich, and along with Justin Sabinski, my co-host, we're happy to welcome Jen Walker to the podcast this week. Jen is a mother, a wife, a camper, a laugher, <laughs> and an archaeologist, <laughs> and a person who likes to get lost with purpose. That's my new definition of what you are, Jen. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Jen, I know... Oh, sorry. I was trying not to laugh. Okay. It's important to be serious during these podcasts because the, a large population from the scientific community regularly reviews these podcasts for, for like detailed and meaningful data. I'll just, just throw it out there, okay? Okay. Jen, I know you put a lot of work and effort into weight loss in the last couple of months, um, and you've had great results. And I wanted to talk about like the mindset it takes to, to be able to do that. Cause everyone out there, except maybe Justin has had problem with their weight at some point in their life. Right. So can you explain to us, like, first of all, uh, can, if you can summarize like your results to date and then how you did that. All right. Since uh, September of 2017 till today, I have lost 50 pounds That's and awesome. I have done that by being committed to the idea of weight loss, as opposed to stating it is a goal. Um, for me, a goal is something like, eh, it's okay if it happens, it may not happen, but a, a commitment is going whole in. I wanted to change my lifestyle, change my body, become healthy, and I committed to all of that to make it happen. <clears throat> and how that was possible is started just walking first, then riding my bike, and then I was strong enough, then I started to run. So now it's a combination of running and riding my bike to get that cardio in there. And then also eating healthy. But not every day is healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had a cupcake. I've had a beer. It's all right. <laughs> so when you say, can you explain to us what, like, what commitment means to you? Commitment is is the mind, the body, and the spirit all coming together toward accomplishing a task. So for me, I had to have the mindset. I had to know that I needed to do this. But it's okay that it's a slow process. Because if you try to do it fast, it's not going to stick. So it had to be commitment, a long haul, the long journey to become a healthier person. Right. So, and then when you did the mind, then the body obviously started to transform and that inspired your mind to keep going and be strong. So it's a kind of the combination and the spirit, you just start feeling when you start to lose the weight. There's a, I don't know if Justin, of course, has never, but if for <laughs> to lose 50 pounds, there's a, there's a lightness that starts to come out that you just feel better. And that I think is the spirit feeling that, Hey, Anything is possible if you commit to doing it. So, so this is interesting because, like, commitment in, in the past, I, I thought I committed to something, but I didn't really commit to something, right? It, it, to me, it, the commitment that always stuck was the commitment, like, like fuck yeah, I'm going to do this, like an, an internal decision, even more than a decision. It's like a decree: this shall happen, right? Is is that? the way it happened for you it it is it's almost a declaration yes that's probably the best way to say is that i declare that i would become a vibrant athlete i declare that i would be a thinner self i declare that i would become a healthier 
version of who I was. And by making those declarations and then starting to live them, I became committed to those ideas. And then it just, it starts, the momentum starts, the mental momentum, the bo- everything starts going together. And then all of a sudden you've got full steam ahead and you're seeing progress because you're committed to yourself. So did, did, did those things actually become almost affirmations for you? You know, the, I think they're beyond affirmations because I believe them, I live them. So right. it's, you know, and maybe that's where my next one is. My next declaration is I will obtain X weight limit. And so that will be an affirmation until it's declared and I'm living it. And then it just keeps moving forward. So I never, I think affirmations are important. They're visualizing, but you have to be, again, committed to the process of all the steps it takes to get to that affirmation when you declare it. Um, I've never run in my life. Even in high school, when I was in sports, couldn't run, had stitches, hated it. I mean, there's days I've run two miles, which isn't a lot, but for me, it's huge. (laughs) So, I mean, I have running shoes now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't remember any running shoes in London. That's true. (laughs) No, no, just walking around. There's too much to do. That's right. So if I was to break it down, what we're trying to do is at the end of all these podcasts, well, maybe these podcasts will never end, but at some point we want to write like a self-help book, right? This is how you become great. And we take a little snippets from everyone we talk to. So from you, commitment, which is like the, the, one of the most, the, probably the most important thing, right? Because without commitment, nothing happens, right? And there was that famous poem on commitment. I forget the exact words, but it, it said something along the lines of only once someone commits to something does providence set in right? And then things just start happening. But all that starts, if you're going to come up with a recipe for it, all that starts with a decision, right? And that's yes. the decision is usually comes out of a, some of a yearning for something, but more likely than not, it comes out of um, pain from a situation that you're currently in, right? Like being overweight or whatever, right? It's usually it comes out of that. And usually has to get to a, to a bad enough point that you, that you make that decision and, and, and then you make the declaration. And you make it like loud and strong inside of you. Was, was that kind of like the recipe you followed? I would, I would agree with that. Um, I was at a conference in Chicago and I got a ticket to see Hamilton for my birthday. Whoa. And I bought a dress and it was, I'll say it was 3X. And I was embarrassed that I had to buy a dress so big. And I was like, I can't do this to myself. This is not, this is not acceptable. Can't right. be a, a, a role model for my daughter when I just buy a bigger outfit. So I said, this, I have to stop. I had to draw a line in the sand and I needed to commit to myself to not buy such a large outfit anymore. Right. So, and this shirt isn't, I think it's a large. So, I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've come down sizes, but. So yeah, it was that. It was to see myself in that dress. And to, it's, it's hard to see yourself in that way. And it was pain. And finally, you just couldn't do it anymore. Couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. What do you, um, what do you, what do you think was your biggest motivator to keep going? You know, I have to say, was the belief in myself. And to actually start, it's so cliche to say self-love, but I really have now believe in myself and I love who I am and I'm not afraid to be who I am. 
So that helps just like, this is what you get. You see me? That's who I am. So it's, it's doing that. I think Justin and just processing and just believing in myself and knowing it's okay. You loving yourself enough to do this for yourself. And it may be hard. There are days when I don't want to get up and run. I don't want to eat. And I may want to have a beer or two, but I just know that I'm zigging a little bit. I'm zagging, but I'll get back on track. And I don't penalize myself like I used to. I would say, Jen, not a you. How dare you eat that? And then you're like, well, I already need Snickers, so let's just keep eating. And I'm like, no, now I don't do that. I'm like, you know what? Okay, I had a Snickers. Okay, let's move on. And that's the other thing I've learned too is when you start something, it's right now in this moment. You don't need to wait for next morning. You don't need to wait for next month, next week. You decide, you start. That's it. That's an excellent point. I don't know how many times in my life I said, I'll I'll start tomorrow. And then I I finally realized, and I think this realization came after many years, and I think it happened last week, that you have to start in that moment, right? You can't wait till tomorrow Mm -hmm. to do it. So a lot of of things you said are really intriguing to me. One is the self-love thing. So did you always have that? And if you didn't, how did you, how did, how did you get it? Um, I think, you know, and maybe it's different for other, for a working mother, um, you know, wife, sometimes your time is so focused on your family, you forget to focus it in on yourself. Right. And you're always doing it for others, but you need to, you forget to do it for yourself. So finally it was like, I need to take time to go do this for me. And my family was on board. And then when I did it, I felt good about myself. And then as I saw changes and I became stronger and the quirkiness started coming out again, it was just like, yes. And there was also, um, I think being heavy, you have a a question or a doubt of self-worth because obviously you didn't take care of yourself. You didn't care. So that's also a society thing that if you're overweight, you're just a certain way. And by peeling that off, you start to, yeah, I am worthy. I am awesome. I'm loving myself, putting myself first. And it's kind of a weird word to say, but it's healthy selfishness. It's, it's healthy to be selfish sometimes. Yes. We've had many podcasts that cover that topic. Yeah. In fact, you have to be selfish and take care of yourself in order to be of value to anybody. That's really mm-hmm. what it comes down to. So, so that would be my, oh, go ahead. No, no, I got to learn to let the, the guest talk more. Go ahead. No, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I was going to say is that the way you explained it is it happened like this. You, 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 you got fed up, you made the decision, you made the declaration. Um, and as you got into it, you, you could feel your body changing and that gave you the motivation to continue, not only the motivation to continue, but out of that progress came the, the self-love, right? Out of that yeah. process, the self-love emerged. Yes, I would agree with that. And then also during the process, you know, just getting the feedback from family and friends and just saying, wow, good for you. Keep it up, keep it up. And then you get that, I don't know. It's that I don't know what the word is, but you know, good job. And you take that compliment or affirmation from others. Feedback, maybe it's feedback, yeah. and you start just like, yeah, okay, all right, I see it, I see it. 
start walking straighter, right? Yeah. Start feeling better. You, you feel better. You're not hunched down. I think if you right. look back at those photos in December, I'm kind of like, I sat in a chair. I was like, you know, now I'm sit up the chair like that and I'd be in Brian's face. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there's more confidence too, because I'm like, hey, I took a challenge and I was successful. So I'm proud of myself. You think, and I can see he's thinking, what is she saying? No, I, I'm thinking back to uh, when we did the Speak to Inspire course. So that would have started, what, in September last year? But this October, I think, end of October. So you you, are, you had already started the 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 new um, way of living, then, right? New way of living, but not a hundred percent. It was really in January that this year that it's full throttle. It just was. It's almost been I'm like thirty eight pounds since January fifth, so I'm really close. So that's where I've really um, cranked it up, and that is, I think, I don't really eat a like the whole 30 was the start of the diet. And that obviously you don't do a lot of dairy. You don't do a lot of grains and breads and things like that. And that's um, where I think the foundation came from. In the green smoothie, I am a hundred percent believer in a green smoothie with kale and spinach and chia seeds and banana, coconut milk for the morning. hundred percent. I got to try that. It's so good. So what are you putting in again? Um, uh, I freeze the kale and the spinach and I just okay. put it in a, a cup with a, about a cup of coconut milk, some chia seeds for extra protein, a banana, and then berries if I feel like it. And um, you can put like a quarter <laughs> cup of oatmeal in there to give it a little more protein to keep you right. through the day. But, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I love it. That's cool. <laughs> so I, I was, I was thinking back to London real. I remember like, uh, I can actually remember that the first couple of videos, um, actually, well, the first couple of videos, everyone was pretty bad, but <laughs> you got, you got real like progressively better, faster than most people. And, and you got in touch with like, uh, your real self faster. So like to, to me, like it, it seemed like you were getting into that self love thing before the end of last year. And definitely you were in that zone in, um, in London. That's, that's what it felt like anyway. I think so, because for me to be in London was a huge step. Because yeah. I, one, had never really asked for a class, you know, to do something like this. And then midway through, I talked to my husband. I'm like, I really want to be there for the final speech. And I think that just started the momentum that, I mean, the whole idea was to inspire myself. And obviously, I must have done it because yeah. I just started to believe in myself and started to believe that, there's something else out there. There's more things that we can do in the world to help others, serve others, share our stories, share these connections to make the world a better place. That's awesome. So how about a challenge right now? (laughs) The the, the challenge is, and this can, this can be a challenge for all three of us. Like (laughs) what do all three of us want to commit to? right now like make a decree not out of like uh fear or um because we're in a place of like that 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 we don't like and we want to change but out of love for moving towards something you know what i mean so we're we're making that decision 
from, from a different perspective than the lose weight decision. We'll make it from perspective mm-hmm. that we want to, because we love this or whatever that thing is. Right. You, yeah. go, first, you go first, Jen. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say you go first. You go first, Jen. Um, That's a privilege to be in like uh, the host. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's see what she says. Yeah. Um, because I love it. I really believe that there is something in my story when it goes back to being lost is that it's okay to be lost, but not to know that you're lost is the dangerous part. And so I think I want to share that with more people. And especially I think women in this kind of maybe age bracket that it's okay to try different things. It's okay to take a different path. It's okay to not be afraid and just try something, experiment and, see what happens because we're we're so programmed to not that it was it's great to say yes let's do it and be quirky i am a big fan of be quirky quirky let your heart sing let the quirkiness out (laughs) (laughs) okay so but but what are you committing to are you committing to get that get that message out to the world i'm i'm committed to letting the quirky flag fly i'm committed to i'm committed to this time next year there'll be something either a movement a speech or something that i will have done that will have touched lives i don't know exactly what format that is but it will be something that somehow somewhere somebody's life will be like wow thank you that's cool um what are you what are you going to talk about do you have the speech written up well, no, but I have um, applied for more TEDx talks and still, <laughs> and they are not rejections because nowhere in the email does it say we reject you, which has took me a really hard time to, not at this time. And so that was another learning lesson is not to be rejected. So now when they say it's just not a right fit, I understand because some of the talks are so specific. If yeah. you're kind of outside that, you don't fit in the, what they're trying to accomplish. And I get that. So I don't know. I've been going with the Get Lost Navigator, being your own map maker, um, your own internal navigation. And I don't know. It, it doesn't seem to be playing well. So maybe I need to tweak it some more. I don't know. I think I've applied to 30, maybe 25. That's good. That's that, That's commitment. Well, and the one I got to, to do an audition, which was pretty cool, but mm-hmm. should try him. That's cool. But but what, what you were talking about up till now was a little different to the get, the get Lost Navigator, right? Yeah, probably. Um, Very different, actually. <laughs> it's a three for a loop. Do me for a loop, I guess. No, I'm, just, I'm just trying to focus you. And I'm, I'm trying to focus you enough that I can write down your commitment so I can get it out here, <laughs> and I'll post it on the uh, on the team website or the team uh, Facebook page. <laughs> Commit. See, maybe that's where I'm trying to figure out what that is. What does that look like for me? And I'm not. Well, you were talking about inspiring, especially women, in order women. to let their true, authentic selves out, right, and let that yeah. shine, right. That, yep. that that's a beautiful concept and, and, and like a topic and you can you can you can talk about a lot of things around that and, and that that was something that would resonate with every woman and and justin because he's in touch with his feminine himself 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and I, so that is the commitment is, is some form of translating that commitment, this passion that I have for myself and this transformation I've experienced for others to, for them to witness themselves that they can do it. Right. It's not as hard as they think. It's it's hard to take Weight Watchers and then just like, oh yeah, you know, I didn't do it uh, because they're not committed. I've done the Weight Watchers. I've done all these programs, but when you're committed, like I said, the whole but these women can make they can change their lives. So that is what I'm committed is to finding someone, helping someone. I had been maybe toying with the idea of, you know, helping some of my friends as a coach, but I just don't know yet how that's going to work out. That's a tough one unless they ask you, right? Well, one did. She's like, we've had, we get together every couple of weeks and she sees the progress that I've done. And sometimes I'll say, well, here's what I did. And then she'd come back and she's like, oh my God, that worked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the one of the, what the one for her that was, is at work, she was expending so much energy to protect herself in a situation that when she went home, she didn't have any energy for herself, her family, her kids, her pets, because it had been expended at work trying to protect herself from all these other variables. And when she just did protected, just did her job and not trying to help all the other people, she had more energy to come home and then do all the things she wanted to do. She wasn't drained. And it was just seeing what she was saying. If you pull back, you know, we all do that. We overextend ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- that's your speech. Like that, that speech will sell that, that, that spe- I'll, you know what? I'll fly to Minneapolis, Phoenix, wherever that speech is held. Just, just to hear that. Be inspired. Ooh, well, I'm going to have to listen to this so I can write notes. So I know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm that- nervous. I'm sweating right now. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's our purpose. <laughs> I'm in the hot seat. Excuse me. So how about you guys? What was your commitment? Well, my commitment is to, um, and I was talking to this, I was talking to Justin about this, but I think today, like I'll make it a commitment and I'll, I'll make it cream within myself and to the both of you that uh, we're going to make this podcast popular. We're going to have a lot of people watching it and we're going to have, we're going to be more popular than fucking London real. Yes. You heard it say, we're going to be the first person. We're going to be the first people from our class to actually be interviewed by Brian because of what we've done in the world. Because That's awesome. That's awesome. That's I'm, I'm writing this one down so you know it's true. Yeah. So, Justin, I hope, be- I hope yours aligns with mine or else I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to take the, the T-shirt route on it. Um, yeah, T-shirt route's good, too. Yeah, I, I think they go hand in hand. If, if we both commit to both of these things, then both of them um, like, will be good. Because uh, we'll... Uh, you'll whole ass the the um, uh, podcast, and I'll whole ass the t-shirts, and everything will work out. It's a beautiful story. I must feel a little teary eyed. So, Jen, <laughs> we're uh, actually going to be selling t-shirts together with my picture and Justin's picture, like superimposed on each other. Can you imagine? There's no way you can lose. I, I, it can, <laughs> is it going to be colorful t-shirts, or is it going to be black and white? 
We haven't got we haven't gotten that far. <laughs> <laughs> I love one. I'll get one. No, seriously. What what we're going to do is it's going to be. Um, both Justin and myself are interested in like uh, the political landscape in the U.S. America seems to be somewhat screwed, uh, screwed and fucked up right now with the divisions in the country, right? And it seems like everyone's lying about almost everything. So we thought, how cool it would be if people could f- have a way to determine what, like, simple structure, framework, methodology that they could use to determine what is the truth or what is the highest probability of truth, right? Um, so we were going to come up with like simple steps to do that. But in order to support all this effort, research and time we're going to put into it and get me out of my day job also, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to be saying that when I'm interviewed by Joe Rogan. Um, we're going to be selling these T-shirts as a way to supplement our income. And the T-shirts will say, we have one that says Truth Matters, like a simple Truth Matters T-shirt. And then the other one, what was the other one, uh, Justin? Um, we have a few. There, there's one that said, uh, uh, truth is the new hate speech and, um, um, uh, edit, uh, edit haikus, not the news. Um, there's a few others. Did you get that last one? Edit haiku is not the news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> Those are catchy. Those are, Yeah. Yeah, so we're doing that. So I guess the commitments we're making is to the podcast and that to make both of them successful, and they kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you're putting your message out there for more people than that they can listen and then improve their life because obviously you're going to write the book. So then, yes, yeah. mm. and chapter one is commitment. I'm chapter one. Woo-hoo! I love that. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's okay. So get lost navigator. Mm. Let's analyze this and see how it fits in. Uh oh. So what does get lost navigator to you? Like wh- wh- maybe you can explain the premise and the idea behind it and, and what motivates you to do to be the get lost navigator. Well, it's it's still kind of morphing, but when we were in London, the Get Lost Navigator was in my speech was telling you to not listen to the digital devices and to entrust yourself to get from point A to B. And I mean, we've all experienced that where we listen to the Google and they take us God knows where. Um, but <laughs> and that was just recently. I listened to her because I was like, oh, I got to listen to her. I got a question. Yeah. Did, didn't you um, go against that philosophy in Florida? Well, I did that one time I used it and she took me like a 20 minute detour. And my mom's like, I think the road was over there. I'm like, we're not listening to her anymore. We came <laughs> the other way. Cause I was like, we didn't have a map in the car. So we're just right. like, and then I was like done with the Google. Google that is bitch. bad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, but that is to get lost navigator is to not be afraid to get lost. And one of the premises when I was talking to people for my speech is those who got lost seem to have a better ability to handle that situation. They had a better ability to navigate themselves around because they were trusting themselves. They gave themselves permission to listen to their own voice, their own compass. So that's where I want people to get lost. And it's kind of morphed to also being unplugged for our kids. I really try to, I spread that message a lot to parents 
get your kids unplugged, let them get lost, let them get free of all that digital media, that what I call digital quicksand that just sucks them in. And then they can't be a kid. They can't be who they are. And even us, I found myself sometimes you get lost in your, your feed and you, you're getting, you're getting lost in the wrong concept. You're getting lost in somebody else's voices and their thoughts. So you got to pull yourself out and it's okay to pull back and just be lost in nature, be lost without the media. I'll have to say since January, I don't watch news anymore. I mean, maybe my family will have it on, but I don't watch any news. I don't read a newspaper. If something's going to happen, I'll hear about it. And then I can maybe check it out. So that's getting lost without getting other voices in your head and distracting you. So listening to that internal compass, your, your own navigation, believing in yourself. And I know both of you have done that because look where you are now. You've believed in this passion, this mission, and it's brought you to this podcast. It's going to bring you to Brian Rose interviewing you. Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hey. What, what you're expounding upon is basically a, a basic fundamental Buddhist truth, right? Um, some people refer to it as finding the zone. Some people refer to it as living in the moment. But that's really what you're talking about. It's, it's way how I coin it because um, for me, all my career I've worked on either making maps as an archaeologist or what I do now so everything is navigation maps compass so it's all that's how I see the world and so for me that's how I I view it and that's how I phrase it and it may resonate with some people it may not but in the end it goes to that higher thing that we're all people we're all trying to you know make our way through life trying to figure it out some ways work others some don't so we just try our best Exactly. And that's why that's one of the main reasons we did start the podcast. If you, you probably noticed that we call it spiritual hustle. And the reason we call it spiritual hustle is that, yeah, yeah. Well, that too. We like to dance. We like to dance. But it was it was like in order to evolve spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally, but more spiritually, it, it takes hustle. It takes it takes a concerted effort to get beyond the norm, the ordinary, and to elevate yourself, right? Um it takes commitment. But basically everything that you did to lose weight is kind of like the same mindset and the same process to evolve yourself spiritually. And, and that was the idea behind spiritual hustle. We coined a phrase that we, we want to look under the veil of reality to see how the universe works so we can better understand it and, and use it to our advantage. And not only use it to our advantage, but kind of communicate it to everyone else there so everyone can play with that, right? It was a way that we thought we could improve the overall lot of humanity. You know, it almost sounds like a grandiose, uh, naive goal. But we said, what if? Like, we said, how could we impact billions of people, right? And one simple way is with an idea. Like, we can't go out there and meet, like, billions of people, but we can get an idea out there that that can teach them that they're – they are the savior they've been waiting for, right? Everyone's waiting for someone to come by and save them. Fuck, no one's coming, right? You got to save yourself. So if we can get that idea out there and people doing that for themselves and taking control of their life and not listening to people who, they, who present themselves as um, experts, uh, then the world will be an overall better place. And that is the kind of like the emphasis and the goal behind spiritual hustle. It's great. I, and then I, I see parts of what I'm thinking and, you know, other people. And I, it's what 
Speak to Inspire did is it brought us all together with this yeah. vibration and we're all we're resonating off each other and our vibrations and because we're all trying to spiritual hustle we're all trying to find peek under that hood and you know spread the word right you know, uh, this is how it works i mean well maybe how it works but how we think it should work <laughs> yeah well this is one way it can work right yeah exactly one way so um yeah, yeah definitely that's cool so a big part of the uh, the podcast in the past have been talking about uh, how people evolve themselves spiritually um, through meditations, affirmations, um, or even what we've been talking about in the last little probably five or six podcasts is just engaging in, in an evolved conversation like we're having now. That itself is one of the best ways to evolve yourself um, spiritually and mentally, right? Are there how do you like what methods do you do to, to do that? Um, I would definitely, I, I mean, meditation still is my Achilles heel. I can't, I do it for a couple days and then all of a sudden I just, it just something about me wants to stop. And so that's my next goal for next year is to try to continually do it every day and not go four or five days and then take a break and like, Ooh, this is okay. Cause there's something about, not doing it is it's telling me something there's something that i'm resisting by not wanting to talk to myself that's right and be with myself um the other one is communicate like you said having conversations with like-minded people and you get exposed to different ideas new uh, new thoughts uh, different authors that you've never heard before and then it gets exciting and I mean, I have a stack of books that I need to read because I'm like, oh, that sounds really good. Thank you. Write it down or the book on Amazon. And then like, I need to read. <laughs> um, but it's this kind of thing. And I'm going to um, this summer, my cousin passed away unexpectedly. Um, he was a year older than me. And so it really hit me hard because I couldn't figure out why would someone with two kids die and I think his death was a reminder that at his core, he was true love. And so for me, it's really turned, it's, you know, it was almost a message from the universe that you need to love yourself. You need to love your family. If you can't, it's, I don't know how to describe it, but um, it was changed for me. And so then I, sometimes when I'm running, I hear his voice. It's almost like he's talking to me. Mm. And he's laughing. And so it's, I don't know. That's, I figure if he's up there with the big guy, what can't hurt to listen, right? <laughs> That's right. He's a direct pipeline to the big guy, right? Mm. He's That's like, right. Jen, you need to do this. I'm like, sure. okay. That's right. Maybe now and then you'll get a stock tip too. Who knows, right? No, yeah. It's, it's more like, come on, you need to do this. Don't be afraid. So, it's, and that's also the resistance too, pushing yourself. You just sometimes don't want to, your ego is just holding you back. It's like, no, you can't be this new person, but you, you told you do this and this, I'm sure I'm going to be so jazzed for the next few days. I'm just going to be like, so open to what the universe is telling me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what it feels like sometimes to me is like, you're trying to change yourself. It, it almost feels like you're stuck in this glue, right? And, and it's, it's something is holding you back. And I, I hate that feeling. And yeah. What do you think? Uh, what do you, what do you think that is? I don't know what it is. It might be uh, what people refer to as karma 
Um, I think I think it's energetic. I think it's it, the energy feels that you're used to, and you're just trying to break away. And just like anything, like if you're trying to break away from an, like a, a magnet that's attracting you, you, it takes a certain amount of energy to be able to break that that pull, right? And I think looking at it from from perspective of magnetism is is um, is the most accurate metaphor for it. And it just takes more, it takes more energy just to break away from it. It takes a, a certain amount of energy to break away from old habits because they, they are energetic, right? And some people call that karma, some people call that whatever, but it, it's, in the end, it's energy. Energy feels that you have become used, used to and that you've lived in for, who knows, years, maybe a lifetime, maybe lifetimes. And this breaking away from that uh, takes energy more energy than you had in the past um and i think all that starts with commitment just making that fucking decision that this is, you know this is going to change yeah you know, from this day on it changes you know and the other thing is i'm going to put out there that i have found some of my old habits i'm addicted to them so you're addicted to that energy because yes. it is familiar and so it's you're, you're feeding your addiction and so you have to withdraw from that and eventually like you said break it but if you think of it as like an addiction it just somehow your mind seems to be able to maybe figure a way to break it easier. At least for me, it has. I can, I can see that. Because mm-hmm. in, that, in that case, that you have a reason why it's there. And as long as you, 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 know, you put a name to that reason, then you can deal with it, right? If it's a mystery, then there's nothing you can do about it, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, I think sometimes we do, I mean, there's the universe, we don't know what's all going on, but whatever we can control right in front of us, I think that's what helps us all move forward. And, you know, as you're, we're looking under the hood and we're getting lost and we're doing all these things, as long as we can keep focusing you know, on that, whatever's in front of us. And the other one, I've really become a big, which is totally off topic, but as we're moving forward, life is not a straight line. It's no. a straight line from point A to B. But that may be a zigzag. So you might be doing switchbacks up a mountain before you realize that you're at the top of the mountain. But when you, you turn, you're like, damn, I was just there. Dang, I was just there. But then you don't realize you're going up. So mm-hmm. I think if people just keep focusing forward and moving forward, and then the energy will maybe they distance it and it'll break. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. It's Jen's world. Sky's pink. <laughs> Excellent party on. Sky is pink. <laughs> My daughter says I shouldn't say that because they'll come and put me in a little white jumper. She's <laughs> uh, a teenager. Yeah. Okay. How old is your daughter? Fourteen. Fourteen. Wow. I thought she was okay. Yeah, she's growing up. She is growing up. So are you imparting pearls of wisdom to her? What do you tell a 14-year-old to keep her on the straight and narrow? Or maybe it, <laughs> maybe it isn't until she gets 15 or 16 that you're going to have to. You know, and I'm going um, gonna to say, actually, I found out that my relationship with her stems back from when I transferred to a new job when she was about three I worked like, I don't know, 2,600 hours in a year. And I basically thought I lost her third year of her life. And I felt so much guilt that I vowed I would not be that mother, not be that person. So I developed this relationship and I gave her so much. And now she's 14 years old. We can hug 
holding, she was holding my hand. She was holding my mom's hand in Disney World. She'd hug me and kiss me. That's a 14 year old giving their parents public displays of affection. And it starts when they're young and you build that foundation. So that's what we have now is because what I thought I lost and I invested the relationship. Weren't you giving courses on how to build relationships with your children? That's what I was going to do for the Get Lost Navigator. But then it started to turn and um, I couldn't find the right niche of the individual. It seemed like I drew a lot of men and not the moms, which I found really interesting. And not men who like to camp, which was even different. So I kind of stopped and then it became my own journey. But I think what I've reached out is these working men with their daughters. They've improved one or two that I've reached out to. You know, they've done stuff. They seem to have better relationships with their daughters. You know, in, in this day and age, well, this day and age, I think in any age, parents' relationship with their kids have always been kind of problematic. Um, so that there's definitely a, like a need for teaching parents how to relate to their kids. I see that as a multi-billion dollar industry, Jen, that maybe you want to jump in on. You know, and this is where that little bit of like, oh, is it? You know, it's just me, Jen, saying that. Um, but I, I guess I have to realize what I have with my daughter is special. The fact that people see that, how she interacts with me, and they're like, my kid doesn't do that. So I need to realize that what we have is special, but we don't. Right. We just see this every day. So, if, okay, right. I can. All right, I need to get to work. Okay, let me write this down. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and that's part of I think the next journey of Jen Awesomeness Part Two, as I call it. <laughs> Jen Awesomeness Part Two. <laughs> I got Part One done. I'm going Part Two. Just to, to figure out, and, and maybe there's, there is something out there, that calling of helping other people. Because if I could help other parents avoid how I felt, I mean, there's pictures I look at and I can start crying because I know exactly when that was taking, how I was feeling at that time. Probably I wasn't there. And that's one of the speeches I gave with time and energy. They have to match. And if they don't, your kids are going to know. Or even interacting with us. If you give people a crappy time and you know not good energy, it's just, they're going to know and it's not going to do anyone good. It's not a good connection. Right. So, um, yeah. So, um, the, the thing that I've been most obsessed (laughs) with in the last few weeks has been, um, like morals and ethics and, uh, and kind of people's values, like their deepest values, like their things that they, um, kind of cherish the most, um, about themselves. Um, what do you think that is for you, Jen? Give any core values? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Um, I really, I don't even know if it's a core value, but it's, <clears throat> I think it stems from my days of archaeology, anthropology, is that we're all equal. We're all the same. So I don't see people by political party i don't see them by that so my core value is person is a person and that is fundamental that's it they do something wrong then maybe i don't interact with them but my core value is to treat everyone equal everyone is the same until there's a reason to be proven otherwise so if i live by that motto anyone i see could be my best friend my new best friend cool so and laughter. Laughter is not really a core value, but I think people forget to laugh. I think people are afraid 
to have fun. I think in this day and age, if you laugh, are you laughing at me? Are you laughing about me? No, I'm just laughing because I did something silly. And I, I've seen other people and they, they don't laugh. I've got to laugh. <laughs> right. so, people in Minnesota don't laugh? Well, this is, you know, other people out, there's some people are very, you know, quiet and reserved and they don't um, let that freak flag fly. Um, <laughs> and on, I guess, you know, <laughs> another one is honesty being, you know, I'm really now being true to yourself. So if we're honest with other people, then we're honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and okay. I think, sorry, just, Justin, you were going to say, Oh, I, I was just saying, I, I like honesty and uh, that, that's definitely a good core value and, uh, and, and commitment on top of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And laughter. It's a good value. Laughter, laughter <laughs> commitment, humor, individuality. Individuality. That is, that's it, Justin, right there. Not being afraid to be an individual in a crowd. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not afraid to be your true self. Let the free pride <laughs> fly. That's yeah. uh, that's true. Like so, so many people like are worried about how the world interprets them and what they say and what they do. You know. Not only in the workplace, but I guess everywhere, family, friends. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's kind of like a sad state of affairs, right? Because by, by having that perspective, you're not letting your, you're not enabling yourself to find your true voice and, and truly be happy, right? So you're actually condemning yourself to a life of misery, even, because if you can't find your own voice and be your true self, you're going to be miserable, right? Mm-hmm. And, and usually, the people that strive that were that live like that, from my own experience in the past, have been people who are artists, different types of artists. They seem to have that naturally, right? And and they're the type of people that are the most fun to be around, right? Um, a lot of them have very destructive tendencies, but generally they're very happy to be around. And if I take analogy a little further, like the people in London they weren't necessarily artists, but they all had that spark to them too, right? And, and I think I mentioned in a prior podcast, like they had that spark, but they were grounded at the same time, right? So, so those the self-destructive tendencies really weren't there. Um, and, and, they, and I think everyone in London let their freak flag show, right? That they, everyone was being themselves. Because of the environment that was there, the the sense of family, trust, right? Um, and, and when you get that environment and you and are enabled to act in that way, like miracles do happen, right? Like when we were in London, everyone I ever talked to about that, everyone always acknowledged that as a special moment in their lives, which is pretty cool. It, it totally is. I mean, if you think of all the people that were there, um, I wish more could have been there, but yeah. Each one of them has gone on some sort of transformational journey. That was never the intention of that class. No. But each one of us has transformed our lives in some capacity that we had no idea was going to happen. And those in that room have taken it a level higher. I mean, we have bonds that, you know, we may not talk for a while, but we, we're bonded, we're grounded. We're always going to be in each other's life because of that moment. I know it. It's just, it's so unique and so special. So, 
It is. So here's a question. Why, why can't, or is it possible to live like that every day? It think? is. I think it is. I think, but in that instance, we had everybody in the room. We had all like taken off all these layers and we were inspiring ourselves. Each one of us gave a speech from the heart. Right. It represented something of who we were. And we portrayed it in a safe, like you said, a safe environment and trusting. And that's just a reminder that we need to surround ourselves with people we trust, truly trust, can trust with our heart, our, our thoughts, our feelings. It's a great if you point. can have those people around you, why not have it every day? <clears throat> so, so here's another question. Jen goes back to the power group tomorrow, right? And you start talking about maps and transmission lines and where they're going to sit and where they're going to go, blah, 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 right? How do you, how do you generate that, that same energy in the power group? Um, really where it comes from is where I really like is when we have public meetings when we're out talking to the public. So we're out there listening because this is their, where they live. This is their home. This is the area. And talking with them, and I don't know what it is, but I really connect with people, and I really enjoy talking with them. I mean, they'll be at an, I'll come back to another public meeting a couple months down the road, and I'll be like, hey, Anthony, hey, Justin, how are you doing? You know, last time we talked, you talked about, you know, you guys were bringing in the pumpkins. Did, it, did the harvest work? And they'd be like, oh, my God, Jen, it was great. You know, just building that rapport with people, that's what I love which you're probably thinking, how does that relate to a transmission line? It's because you're building relationships with people and understanding the landscape and what is there to be found. When you build that rapport, they can tell you like, oh, did you know there was a bald eagle's nest here? Oh, did you know that there's um, a Native American burial mound on the back of my property? Or did you know that perhaps you know, my great-great-grandparents are buried behind the church in the back? So you know, things like that. That are, there are no records. It's just things that they've observed. And those are sensitivities that you, you want to avoid. You don't really want to impact them or try to mitigate the impact. Um, and sometimes they have good stories. Mm. You know, and that's the thing about us. We all have good stories. And to share that information is... Um, so how do I take that back? Your question is, is the interaction with people. I mean, a lot of times it's just data. And you're just crunching data. And there is no human interaction really but it's how you take that information and how you just so that anybody can digest it that's the key and so that you're not working in a silo you're not working in you know your little cube well cube but um <laughs> no i have a window so i shouldn't say the cube yeah but um so that you can take that and synthesize it in ways that other people can understand the data okay so here's another question um when we were talking to tim yesterday the way he did it is he, he pulled himself in and created his own world where people like that are around him all the time. Have you ever thought of doing something like that? Like what, once you finish your next commitment of coming up with this book or speech on the new topic of how to empower women or connect with uh, children, at that point, maybe you'll create a company where you can bring in people exactly like that, like London Reelers, maybe ex-London Reelers. I don't know. I'm just talking off, talking off the top of my head here, Chad. Yeah. No, that is something it's out there. It definitely is. Um, and actually, this weekend, I'm attending a conference in Utah. It's a, okay. a powerment, a power you. Like Jay Shetty's going to be there. Lewis Howell, Mel um, yeah. Robbins, uh, Tim 
part no uh Lewis Howes? Don't know. Uh, there he's there the next set, the next set coming up. So there's a lot of but Jay Shetty's the one I really want to see. He's the former monk that just seems to what he says resonates with me. So I'm really excited to hear what he has to say and how to look at the world and be able to serve others. And so I think I'm going to learn a lot and that's going to be, it's going to push me in a direction. So when we come back in a year, there will be something. I will be surrounded by that. That collective. The collective. Yeah. I I want, yeah. So right now my, my nine to five is my angel investor and I love my angel investor. Angel investor. That's what uh, Lisa May told me. Your nine to five is your angel investor as you try these other things. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so you I treat like your angel investor with respect. Yes. Because the angel investor pays for the mortgage. <laughs> Food. Yes. I've got to respect that. That's reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so many thoughts run or questions running through my mind right now. I'm Uh-oh. trying to... I, I'm trying to solve all my own personal problems in this one podcast, and I just don't know if there's enough time to do that. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, making, I'm, making, I'm, I'm making this podcast about me now, Jim. <laughs> Excuse me. So what I'm thinking is I, I like your description. Like when I go in, like when I go into the workplace, I still work in the corporate environment. Right. And when I go into it, I, I try to bring more laughter into it and try to build more of the human connection. Right. Um, and I find, I find that helps so much. I find that if you focus on that, as opposed to deadlines and getting shit done, um, it, it makes it a more empowering experience for everybody. But at the same time, I always, you know, I can't, I can't be like that, like all the time in the corporate environment. I go back into like looking at the numbers, looking at this, looking at that, where, where you get focused on not interacting with people, but coming up, you know, looking at data and stuff, right? And that kind of rips you away from that feeling of connectedness, right? Um, so that's why it was really interesting to talk to Tim, where he was able to create an environment where this connectedness is always there, right? That would be the ideal um, thing to create. And one thing I didn't get a chance to ask him is like the recipe. Remember we were talking about a recipe for a commitment, a recipe for how he did that. So since I didn't get a chance to ask him that, I was hoping you could just elaborate on it. Um, Well, you know, Tim and I haven't talked in a while, but after um, Speak to Inspire, we did a lot and he was in Life Accelerator with me. Okay. I would say what Tim has is one of the greatest things is he has a group of interns, millenniums, millenniums, whatever, working for him. And he has given them the power to have permission to be who they are, to come up with an idea and say, you know what, Tim, I think this would be a great idea. He's like, okay, I agree with you. Go. Cool. Where, you know, we're in some places you're like, okay, kid, you know, now you got to work this for this, do this for a year, do this for two years, then you can do this. And, that's not how they were brought up. They brought up in a totally different generation of what technology is than we have. Um, my own experience is when I had someone, she had an iPhone or a watch and she kept doing this. And I finally I said, do you need me to come back? Cause you're looking at your watch all the time. She's like, no, I'm sorry. Cause she kept getting there. And then she realized maybe I shouldn't wear the watch, you know, when we're trying to do something together. 
Um, But it's that being able to have a collaborative environment where everyone has a voice. And then um, there's a lot of Simon Sinek that he and I both agree on. And there's one that leadership is not about being in charge. It's about taking care of the people in your charge. And Tim is, that is what he does. He takes care of the people that he's in charge of. And then he, he sets up that environment and then it just fosters and it's that momentum then it just keeps expanding. I, I kind of threw that out as a question, not expecting it to be answered, but uh, I think you answered it beautifully. Oh. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's good. Wow, that was, that was awesome, Jen. <laughs> I think I'm going to call Tim later and say, hey, guess what? I, asked, I answered one of your questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be downloading this podcast and listening to it uh, on the drive to... Uh, work tomorrow just to like looping that one section right there Uh, yeah i'm definitely i've got a i have to ask a technical question later because uh, i have an android and i can't get itunes to download what's my problem so i'll have to you want to download itunes no i just we'll we'll talk offline i'm like i just can't so i gotta put on my computer and then do this transfer it over to my phone so that i can listen to it old school old school that's easy. Android makes it really simple. I'll explain it to you. Okay. But you probably have um, a Mac uh, laptop, right? No? I have a refurbished one. A refurbished PC. You got a PC? PC, yep. Works. Well, that's sort of. really half simple. You, you, just, you just hook up, well, half time. You just hook up your um, Android device through the USB port. And most. Oh, most yeah, yeah. Most Windows uh, operating systems will recognize it as, as a separate de- like uh, device. Nice. Just drag and drop. Drag and drop. Drag and drop. All right. Very easy. Okay. See, it's, it's all good. It's all awesome. <laughs> it's all you guys awesome. are awesome, man. Look at you guys go. Woohoo. Well, that's true. Thank you. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry I'm wiggling too much. No, I feel like wiggling now too. Doing a little dance, little quirky, 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 quirky flag fly. So, Jen, uh, I have to thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast. I think we're an hour into it. It's Sunday night. Um, we don't want to keep you too long. It's only seven where you are, but still, <laughs> Justin looks like he wants to go to sleep. Um, it's almost past my bedtime. Yes, yeah, way past his bedtime. Oh. Whoa, whoa, one thing we forgot to tell you about in regards to meditating. One thing that really helped us meditate, and I think the reason you're not meditating to the degree that you want to is you haven't committed to it. You haven't applied your recipe, right? The other that's part- That's actually, that's correct. That is, I have not been committed to it. That yes. is, bingo, nail on the head. Boom. Boom, oh. all right, gonna be committed now. What <laughs> One thing, <laughs> one thing that me, both me and Justin have done independently of each other, and um, but we did it, is getting up early in the morning around 4.30. I think Justin does it at 4 o'clock to meditate. And um, it turns out that the best time to meditate is when you have high levels of melatonin, and those levels are the highest between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m., right? Um, so just getting into a habit of doing something very different than your regular uh, routine helps in, in keeping the commitment going. 
Okay. So you might want to try it. I'll, I'll, I will try to get out there and, and meditate. All right. No, I'm going to try. No, no, no. I'm going to do it. Is that a commitment I can write down for you? Yep. All right. <laughs> Got it. That is what it was. I wasn't committed to it. I have, it's a great goal. It's a great goal to meditate every day. See, and that's how I wasn't committed to it. But now if I will be committed to it, then it will happen because I will declare I'm a meditator. That's I meditate. Right. <laughs> and it's important for you and you're, and you're important in and of, of yourself. So why would you not do it? Right? Yeah. Just takes a couple minutes. Yeah. Two minutes. Two minutes. So Justin, do you have any, like you're pretty good at summarizing main topics at the end of podcasts. Is there any summation you want to do at this point? No, I guess we um, we went over uh, what you've been doing for the past year, which was uh, interesting. I lost 50 pounds uh, since 2017, September. That's amazing. And um, um, what else? But, uh, we, yeah, we talked about commitment. And then we, um, we talked about the difference between goals and commitment. Um, you gave us an overview of your... Uh, of your core values, humor, and laughter, and um, I don't think love was in there, but I, I'm going to put it in there for you. And, <laughs> um, uh, what else? Core value. Oh, individuality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, and yeah. What else, Anthony? Well, the big thing was committing to doing meditation on meditation. a daily basis and committing to doing something impactful uh, for women. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Yeah. So when you're rich and famous, Jen, will you still be on our podcast? Oh, of course. Because we'll be rich and famous too. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, and I might start a podcast myself, but I'll have to have you both on. Hell yeah. yeah. What's his face? Uh, Graham just started a, a podcast too. Did he? Wow. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so join the, join the podcast bandwagon. It's fun. Yeah. It, it really is a great way to, to catch up with people. It sounds good. I mean, you guys have been loving it because you said you've been doing it four months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four months. And every, every episode, this is our 16th episode and every one of them has been like so much fun. It, it brings back the energy of London actually. Right. Uh, which is cool. Even people that even people that we talk to that are outside the London Real Group, this still has that same energy, uh, mm-hmm. which is cool. It, it, it's we, we come out of these podcasts invigorated, right, and energized, and, and that's what that's what life should be, no matter what you're doing, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. If you're not, then what you need to stop what you're doing and do something else. Stop right now in the moment. <laughs> change pivot that that means i shouldn't go to work tomorrow no call in (laughs) 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 okay jen thanks so much for your time we've really enjoyed this and maybe at some point in the future after you've written the book after you committed to meditating for at least 40 days you can come back on all right 40 days got it 40 days 
Cool. See you in 40 days. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you. Jen. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. See you.